This is Forum. I'm John Michaels, Public Affairs Radio Director since 1977. I don't think you guys were even born then, were you? No. We're going to be talking to Katana Thompson and Josh Brewer. Uh, Josh is CEO of Lifelight, but uh, the Youth Center. Now, tell us this is on, what, Dakota Avenue? Yeah, so the Lifelight Youth Center is on 13th and Duluth. So you were close, John. Close, you were okay. far off. Yeah, 13. Yep. It's downtown Sioux Falls, 13th and Duluth, and... Uh, Man, we've seen God do incredible things there. We can't we can't help but brag on all that God's doing. Well, downtown, uh, I remember the Bowden Center. I, I go way yeah. back to where we did fundraising to, to start <laughs> that even, but that's not there anymore. Yeah. So really, you're, you are the only youth center uh, down in this region. Uh, yeah, the YMCA still has a few things going on, to my knowledge. Um, but uh, even the YMCA is transitioning its focus more on their summer camps. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, yeah, we just wanted to provide a safe place for kids to come and hang out uh, and be kids, but also be surrounded by people that, that genuinely love them and care for them and, and want uh, want better for their life in the name of Jesus. Well, the uh, I think the Wise always had an after-school program uh, yeah. for many years. Uh, Katana Thompson, you're the 28 coordinator. What's 28? So I'm the Z8 coordinator. That's over our... Like, oh, Z8. Gen- yes. Yeah. Okay. Yes. And that's over like our Gen Z... Um, ministry called Z8 Initiative. And so, yeah, we have an event coming up on May 7th, so I'm in charge of help coordinating that. Well, May 7th isn't too far away. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. um, it's already, you know, January, February, almost March, you know, yeah. so, and then mm-hmm. April, May. Um, but that'll be, uh, I think everyone's looking forward to spring. I think uh, this spring is going to be kind of back to normal a little bit with the Omni kind of being a, a, a herd uh, immunity for a lot of people that got it. But, uh Josh, uh, the LifeLight Youth Center is, what, more than just a couple of years now? Yeah, I think it's been going for three years, has it? A little over three years. Uh, you know, traditionally, everybody knows LifeLight as the big festival, the big party. In the uh, but a few years ago, we decided to hit pause on that um, and kind of reset the ministry of LifeLight. So we've been doing festivals all throughout the Midwest, and then we launched a youth center three years ago. And now the big exciting news is LifeLight is coming back to Sioux Falls with a big event. It won't be an outdoor festival like it once was, uh, but we're calling it Z8, and that's really what Katana is in charge of. And it's just a a push, a new big event similar to Passion down in Atlanta to get young people uh, invited back into the church. You know, the the church, we need to have open doors for the next generation uh, to welcome them in not that the church would lower their standards, but to welcome in the next generation. Because if we don't, the world will certainly put them to work. And uh, so they need to find a home within within the church. Each generation has to find their own. Uh, Josh, you've uh, uh, been uh, around LifeLight for a long You know, it's interesting that they decided to change LifeLight just before COVID. <laughs> which you know if it's it, almost like god has a plan it's right kind of like he, yeah. knew, he knew something was coming up where yeah. large festivals weren't going to be uh gathering yeah um but you've been able to do uh the small town uh you know mm-hmm. basically small town grassroots i guess you might say uh in quite a few towns around the area yeah absolutely you know and we've seen god move we've seen god work in these towns that uh oftentimes don't get anything to come to their towns um but we're, we're happy to go there, and, and we're happy to go there in the name of Jesus. And so we put on these crusades or festivals or celebrations or whatever people want to call them. It's really uh, just similar events with the same message, the same heart, 
and uh, and that is the gospel of Jesus. The BMX guys always like to show up, don't they? Oh, yeah, we like to have those guys along. <laughs> well, what towns have you been to in the last couple of years? Oh, that's a good question, Katana. You know, we, we I mean, we, we do anywhere from 12 or 10 to 15 a year. Uh, mm-hmm. So mostly all in North Dakota, South Dakota, Nebraska, Iowa, Michigan, Minnesota. Um, trying to think if there's any states that I'm not remembering. But, uh, yeah, it's mostly here in the Midwest, but uh, towns all over the Midwest. Well, how is downtown? Uh, right now, the rent is going up on some lofts from eleven hundred to two thousand. Um, the uh, downtown has become a, a a place to hang out for uh, young couples. You might say there are a lot of people got dogs. They bark at night, and <laughs> and uh, people like to sit outside and and uh, uh, eat on the sidewalk cafes in the summer. And and uh, it's become kind of a uh, a place to, uh, uh, well, that's, a lot of people want to live downtown now. That's why the rent's going up, well, of course, everywhere. But uh, how would you describe downtown Sioux Falls right now? Uh, man, I'm excited. I, I think uh, Mayor Tenhaken and the city has done some really good things. You know, Tenhaken understands uh, what it takes to get millennials and Gen Z excited about a city. Um, sadly, that's probably not what gets every generation excited about a city, Um but he knows a growing city has to have uh, has to have an attractive downtown, attractive nightlife that uh, that young people enjoy. On the other hand, uh, downtown is an area where certain uh, groups can actually uh, live. They can't live next to schools. They can't, but downtown they can. So this is an area where there's a lot of uh, people that um, I guess you wouldn't want your kids hanging out with. You know what I mean. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, that's the heart behind the youth center. You know, when I asked uh, years ago, I asked uh, Sheriff Mike Milstead, I said, what percentage of crime happens in Pettigrew Heights? And uh, uh, maybe in a minute, Katan can share some of her stories because she's really involved in the youth center as well. But, mm-hmm. you know, I asked Sheriff Mike Milstead, I said, what percentage of crime happens in Pettigrew Heights? And he looked at me and I thought he would say maybe 50, 60 percent. But he looked at me that day and he said, you know, I think it's I think it's closer to 80 or, or 85% of the crime that happens in Sioux Falls happens in Pettigrew Heights, which is, you know, just on the other side of Minnesota Avenue from what's traditionally known as downtown. And that began our heart for, well, we got to do something to reach these kids. You know, there are 3,000 teenagers that live in that neighborhood, um, and they didn't have a lot to offer hope to them. You know, there's not a lot of happening churches in that neighborhood. There's not a lot of thriving ministries in that neighborhood. Um at the time when we heard those stats. So then we launched, and now, thankfully, there's been some other ministries who have also launched in that neighborhood, and uh, and it's 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 starting to change. The crime rate is dropping in that neighborhood, and we're seeing God do incredible things. Now, Pettigrew Heights is the historical area, uh, a lot of history, uh, some of the oldest homes, you might say. Uh, many of those big old houses have been changed into apartments, of many apartments now. But if you go down Minnesota Avenue, um, you know, around Dakota and, and uh, Spring Avenue and that type of thing. Um, you'll see a lot of uh, people, that, it's kind of like, um, well, it's it's a place where a lot of, there's slum landlords is what I guess I'm trying to say. There's a lot of slum yeah. landlords that we still need to deal with. Um, well, there's many people, many people mm-hmm. staying in, in one apartment. Uh, uh, it, it's, uh, again, a concern uh, whether you'd want to walk in that area at night, mm-hmm. but uh, uh Katana Thompson. Yes. Uh, tell us about that because we don't want to 
give a misrepresentation mm-hmm. either because there's a lot of nice homes there too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so um, just like to touch back on the youth center, I've seen the Lord grow the youth center in so many ways. This summer will be two years that I've been there. And so just reaching out to the students that may come from like rough backgrounds, but there's also some that um, come from homes that are following Christ. And so it's just cool to see like the gap between both of them come together and see like the students reaching out to each other, no matter their backgrounds. So yeah, we've seen a lot of um, students come to Christ through the youth center and our youth center is growing every single week. Well, we hear about refugees coming across the southern border and getting dispersed throughout the area. Uh, are we seeing any of, of the uh, people from South America or that type of thing uh, showing up in Sioux Falls? Yeah, you know, I, we can answer specifically with the youth center. You know, there was a long time where uh, where the majority of the white people that were in the youth center were the staff. <laughs> um, and now, uh, now that's starting to change. Um, we're starting to see more kids from, of every color, of every background, of every um, uh, uh, of every race in the youth center represented, and uh, it's, it's just really exciting. It, you know, God is—he's not a Jesus for just the black people. He's not a savior for just the white people or just the Hispanic people. He's a savior to all, and no race is superior to another. And uh, and we're all called to love on this. We're all called to to follow Jesus in the same way. But are we seeing any refugees where the the kid might be hesitant to give his name and doesn't, you know, he, he might worry that um, if he gave his name that he might find out that maybe uh, his parents aren't registered or whichever, that type of thing. Are we seeing any of that? You know, we saw that at first when we opened up the youth center. That was kind of eye-opening. We would ask someone, hey, you know, hey, what's your name? And they'd go, I don't want to tell you my name. You know, they're very, res- they're very uh, hesitant. There mm-hmm. were a lot of barriers up. But then we started winning over the trust of these kids, and then they started opening up and telling us their names. And now the word has kind of spread amongst the kids in that area that, hey, this is a place where you can trust these people, and they're not going to just call the cops on you for things. They're not going to, you know, mm-hmm. we're here to genuinely love them and care for them. And now that that word has spread, uh, we're seeing that less and less. But at first, yeah, we saw some of that when we first opened based on uh, character and what you do rather than color and, and uh, mm-hmm. race. Uh, again, we're talking to Josh Brewer, CEO of LifeLight, the youth center at, uh, what's the address again? Gordon? At 420 South Duluth is, is where the youth center is, yep. Duluth and, and what street would that be? Duluth and 13th. Now, it's an interesting building. Uh, if you see a picture yeah. of it, it, it's kind of got uh, some real history. Tell us about yeah. that. So the building was built in 1925. Uh, first Christian Church uh, first built the building. Um, so it's been a church since uh, eight, uh, since uh, 1887 or something like that. It was the seventh church in Sioux Falls. Um, so Jesus has had a hold on that corner for many, many years, and we're thankful for the legacy of the church and uh, the history of the building. And now it's a youth center with the same purpose of, of serving the Lord. Now, these kids kind of come in, and like I say, it's been a few years now, so there's kids that have been there a few years, and like you say, the word spreads. Mm-hmm. Um, is it just kids kind of just show up all of a sudden, or does somebody bring them, or how's, how do the younger kids uh, start? Yeah, so basically, majority of them just walk, or they've heard about it, so they live in the neighborhood, and they come with their friends. But yeah, we see like new students we see at least three or four students, new students every single week. So the Lord has just spread the word greatly. And, um, yeah. 
Well, I got to admit, when I was in high school, I joined the Malay because the Masonic Temple had a free pool table. <laughs> you could go in and play for free. Um, because Willie Moscones and a few of the others, it cost money, you know. But what I'm saying is, you've got basketball hoops. Mm-hmm. Uh, what else do you have that kids would want to come there for? It's quite a few things. Yeah, we have our basketball hoops. We have the um, concert hall where we do like dance parties and stuff with the kids, and we have artists come in. And then we have our upstairs, which is our main level with games that they can play, Xbox, PS4s. And then we have a snack shop so they can earn points at the snack bar and get snacks. Well, and you, you put a whole lot of money into renovating this, I think, when you first moved in, Josh. Yeah, we did. Um, you know, it was an old building, so the foundation was incredible. The structure is incredible. Uh, but the paint and the flooring and the electrical was all still uh, from 1925 almost. And so uh, so we put a lot of work into the inside of the building, and now uh, now the inside doesn't look like it's that old. It, it looks pretty incredible. Well, I think it's built with the original Sioux Falls Jasper. I think an airplane could hit it, and it just bounced off. <laughs> yeah, yeah it's, a, yeah, it's a pretty strong building, that's for sure. Well, there, there are a few churches around the area, so there is, uh, I think, a lot of diversity. Yeah. Uh, everything from, uh, well, all kinds of different religions, I guess, too. Mm-hmm. Uh, does that come into your, your youth center? Um, not so much. I'd say most of the kids that are in the youth center, either they have some understanding of Jesus or they have zero religion from anywhere at all. Um, and uh, uh, I'd also say that, you know, a lot of the kids that, typically go to youth groups in churches around around Sioux Falls. They have parents at home that are pushing them, that are encouraging them to go to youth groups. Uh, that's just not the case with the kids coming in our youth center. They're coming there because they're choosing to come there. And, uh, and so that's kind of different. You know, I was a youth pastor for many years, a long time ago, and, uh, and the kids that we're reaching now in the youth center are just different than what most church youth groups are made up of right now. And, and we're thankful for that because th- those kids, uh, they need they need help too. Yeah, and we started a Bible study on Friday nights, and it's just cool to see how they maybe they've never heard of the name of Jesus, but they just come hungry asking for questions to learn more, and it's cool to see them walk in their faith. Katana Thompson, Z8 coordinator, and Josh Brewer, CEO of LifeLight Youth Center, uh, on Dakota Avenue and in 420 Dakota Avenue, right? Um, these kids, if they didn't come to the youth center, what would they be doing? Skateboarding uh, or or hanging out on the corner? What would they be doing if they didn't come? Donna, what do you think they'd be doing? Uh, <laughs> probably they'd be <laughs> some very creative things. Yes, that they we like, probably can't share all on the air. <laughs> yeah, probably not. But they think of some creative things to do down the streets, and sometimes I see them like. Um, out in public at public places and i'm like hey guys you're doing some questionable things that maybe you shouldn't be doing but mm. well we we can say that uh, drugs is a problem yeah. in soup balls um crack cocaine mm-hmm. um you can somebody can give that to you and you don't even know it and you're hooked yeah um these kids sometimes get roped into that mm. i would say the majority of the kids come to the youth center. It's not quite as as it's not drugs quite to that level, uh, but their parents and their older siblings they're certainly involved with it. Or meth is a big deal in Sioux Falls, and so we look at it like if we weren't reaching these kids, that would almost certainly become their future. 
because Jesus has other plans for them and led us to start this youth center, then uh, then just maybe uh, we can help them miss out on that um, and uh, and have a much better future for their life. Do we have gangs? Oh yeah, yeah, there are gangs here in Sioux Falls. Um, this the, they're prime fodder for gangs. I mean, mm-hmm. they they try to recruit them all the time, don't they? Mm-hmm. Um, how do they do that? How do people recruit people for gangs? Um, that's a good question. You know, it sadly it happens a lot in in kind of the the shadows of what goes on in some of the public mm-hmm. schools. Um, some people are aware of it. A lot of people probably are not. Or passed down from generation so mm-hmm. if one were to pass away then it just gets passed down and then unfortunately it gets passed on to some of the younger kids mm-hmm. but they're looking for family it's the gangs um seem to offer that family um that they're searching for you know people are lonely kids uh, may not have parents that are at home mm-hmm. but you offer an alternative of family mm-hmm. yeah we like to think of it as a more as a as a much healthier way of life, a much healthier family. That you know, a gang is very committed to one another. As long as you believe and you partake in the activities that the rest of the group is involved in, but the second you start going a different direction from the group, gangs are all of a sudden not very committed to that family aspect. Where we at the youth center, our doors are open. Obviously, our heart is that everybody would follow and know Jesus. Uh, but our youth center doors are open to anybody, any teenagers, even if they disagree with what we believe in. Uh, we're, we don't shy away from what our purpose is, but at the same time, love is for everybody, um, not not just the Christ followers. And uh, and Christ has called us to love on everybody, not just his own. Um, and uh, that's where we're, we differ a little bit from the gangs. We hear more gunshots. Uh, we hear more stabbings downtown. Um, where does that come from? A lot of it has to do with, um, well, you can look at it two ways. Um, this is a, a good thing and this is a bad thing, but it's not, it's not accidental violence most of the time. It's not like someone's going to walk down the street and get worried about or be worried about getting shot. Um, that doesn't really happen as much. It's usually a drug deal gone wrong or, um, you know, between two people or three people that choose to be in the wrong place. Um, that's where you get some of that violence. So I think we still live in a pretty safe town here in Sioux Falls. Um, what you're looking for is what you're probably going to find here in our community, and uh, it's up to everybody to make the the best choices. Well, you hear the shadows. What are the bad places? If I was to bicycle, what place would I want to uh, avoid on a Saturday night at 10 o'clock? I would say, you know, Pettigrew Heights is yeah. a pretty safe area during the day. But when it starts getting dark, it starts becoming a different a different feel. Um, maybe some of the areas of Whittier Middle School District is a, is another area. There's uh, some gang problems and things that happen over near like Cleveland Heights area, you know. But those are probably three of the the rougher areas of town. Espe- and Katana's house, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> Especially when it gets warm, like like just because of these past few warm days like we just seen like the if you just stand outside of the youth center you just see like the atmosphere twist and there's a lot more people active outdoors and like you see a lot of more um circles and everything around the neighborhood so yeah i would just just be aware of your surroundings i will say you know it's in today's culture it's popular to focus on the negative to focus on the bad sadly the media kind of brings that out of all of us but we want to focus on the good, man. Mm-hmm. Jesus has called us to do yes. incredible things. And uh, 
So we've seen him do it in the past, you know, and, and Habakkuk says, Lord, I've heard the report of you and in our days, do it again. And I so feel like that for 20 years, we saw God do something miraculous, something that we never thought he would do in Sioux Falls through the festival. Now he's doing it again through the youth center. And we know he's got incredible plans planned for this Z8 event where we're uniting young people from all across the Midwest for one purpose, um, and that is to worship, to allow the sounds of this next generation, the sound of worship of this next generation to change the hearts of not just their generation, um, but every generation. And, uh, you know, the prayer that goes into the event will shake the event, will shake the arena the Mm -hmm. day of, but the gospel, the gospel will shake our city, and we really believe that. Well, I brought up the shadows because I wanted to show the importance of, of what you do. Yeah. Um, what, when are you open? So the youth center is open from 4 until 8, uh, Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday. Um, and, uh, yeah, we serve food to the kids. Uh, we do Bible studies. We play games. We have fun. Um, we have a Nerf arena. We have basketball. We have, you know, all kinds of activities. But it's really the activities that draw them in so that we can have a reason to just sit and, and love on these kids. Nerf Arena, that sounds like fun. Yeah. Oh, yeah, it's a lot of fun. <laughs> uh, Katana Thompson, Z8 coordinator, Josh Brewer, CEO of LifeLight Youth Center. Katana, why are you here? What brought you here? So what brought me here is, um, it's like, the part of the ministry of LifeLight is Josh and Rochelle go to our church, so I kind of knew them a little bit. And then um, my mom was like, hey, like, they're looking for volunteers at the youth center two year about two years ago now and I was like hmm I don't know if I want to go and then the first night I was there I was just sucked in I was like loving on the kids and I was like this is somewhere I want to be and then um time went by and I just was the Lord told me he's like this is your place this is this is you're going to be a part of this ministry and I just waited for that door to open and been there ever since no you like you say you're open these nights of the week but what's coming up now you got the May. let's between now and May, there's some things right yeah, so we have the youth center that is open every week. You know, that's kind of an ongoing thing, which is very different for our ministry because we're usually <laughs> focused on events, but the youth center is really more of a marathon, and we're open every week for these kids. We also have a youth group, a local youth group worship night going to happen between now and May that's really leading up to the big one this May 7th. Well, the May 7th, let's talk about that because you got a poster here. I see a lot of artists on this. Oh, yes. Let's talk about that. Yeah, so um, basically Josh touched on it, but um, the May 7th is just a time to like bridge that gap between like the lost and the saved. And then there's also like a lot of gaps between like public school or like homeschool. And this event, we just want to gather everyone from Gen Z together just to worship together and just to make Jesus known. So we have a lot of speakers such as Andy and Asher Bird and um, Nick Hall, Greg Steer, Bob bob lens and then we have a lot of artists coming as well as lindy kofer um rochelle brewer Corey asbury um sean foyt and then we have our local band z8 worship team so yeah it's gonna be a party well let me guess are the bmx kids going to be there no not, not this, this year okay <laughs> this will be our first year we don't have them well most of this is is going to be inside or outside yes it's going to be at the sioux falls arena starting at four That's o'clock right. Yes, yes. Sioux Falls Arena. Boy, there mm-hmm. was a, that brings back a lot of memories of concerts there mm-hmm. uh, way back. We, we kind of re- like to refer to the Sioux Falls Arena as almost like the youth group, the youth room of Sioux Falls, you know, next to the big mm-hmm. premier center, which is the mm-hmm. fancy, you know, but 
but uh, we want to be in the in uh, in the youth center or in the the youth room of Sioux Falls, you know, which we we kind of call the arena. But now, how do you define Gen Z? So Gen Z is um, anybody born after 1995, and so basically it just goes to age 10. So we're calling um, young adults, middle schoolers, high schoolers, and just to gather together. It's all free. Yes, it's going to be a free event. And, of course, you always have the good equipment and lights and sound and, and uh, all the stuff that goes with it. Mm-hmm. Um, how you have a website people can go to? Yeah, you can go to zainitiative.com and register for the event. It's free. You can just go on there and get a free ticket and then show it at the doors. So, yeah, and then um, our mission statement and more about Z8 Initiative is all on there, our website. May 7th? Yes. What time do the doors open? Doors open at 2, but we the event will go till. It starts at 4, and the event will go till 10. And then in the morning, we have something going on called City Serve. And so from 10 to 2 that morning on May 7th, um, we're partnering with a bunch of um, nonprofit organizations in Sioux Falls. And just to love on them and show the love of Jesus to them and have students from around the Midwest serve them. Well, you don't have to be from downtown to, to go to the youth center. Uh, people from all over town, anywhere, parents can bring them to the youth center anytime. Yes. Uh, they open. What are the age groups that most of the people, most of the time that you see there? The age group in the youth center? Yes, or the youth in center, the youth yeah. center, we we see anywhere from 10 to 18 years old, or 11 mm-hmm. to 18 years old. 10 to 18. Yeah, 10 to 18, yeah. yeah. Z28, uh, who brought up the idea? This, you've been working on this for mm-hmm. some time, I, I imagine. Yeah, so um, Z8 was a thing long before me, and then it kind of simmered down, Josh. I don't know what the word is, but it's simmered down. And then, um, yeah, so, like, I love telling this story because the Lord gave me a vision um, uh, back when COVID first hit, and I was like, I don't know what to do with this. Like, the Lord was telling me that there's going to be a revival in the city of Sioux Falls, and it's going to start It's gonna start here. And so, in, in Gen Z, and so I was like, what does this mean? And then I dwelled on it and prayed about it and just seek the Lord through it all for about, six or seven months and i was at the youth center one day and i was telling josh about it and then he was like hey let's partner together and let's do it so yeah well you started as a volunteer do you yes. need do you need volunteers josh yes uh we always need volunteers there's always uh we always have um lots of vision at lifelight we're usually just short on staff and finances so yeah. <laughs> so we always have a, a need for both well, you mentioned finances. How can people donate and, and help out if they feel like yeah, so, this is something they uh, want to do? You can go to lifelight.org. You can go to z8initiative.com and find out more ways to donate. Um, but you can also stop by the Youth Center anytime to, to help, to volunteer, to sign up to volunteer. Um, absolutely. Go, go, show, go follow us on social media, mm-hmm. all the social medias. That would help a lot. Well, the Sioux Falls Arena isn't free. And uh, the tickets are free, so the more money you can donate right now, the more tickets you can you can participate. Because yeah. all of this, you know, it, it takes money to put on a show like this. Oh yeah, it's it, it's not all free, mm-hmm. but the tickets are free. Yes. So how can parents encourage their young kids uh, to uh, get interested in this? I would just tell them that it's going to be a party for Jesus, and you don't want to miss it because that's what drew me. And I'm like, okay, say less, I'll mm-hmm. go to that. So, yeah, I encourage the parents to let their students know or let their kids know and maybe tell them about some of the speakers and artists that are going to be in there because that's going to be a draw to them. Now, the music is going to be like, what's the music going to be like? 
lots of worship and you know it's going to be a little bit less of um you know bringing in bands that are just interested in putting on a show uh and the more of bands that are really interested in a cause in a purpose and and to take kids deeper in their faith uh, which we feel like in this time and in this culture the world needs less entertainment and more truth you know and uh and that's what we want to offer so it's a kind of a modern time revival. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we were very specific on who we chose for the lineup and who we invited because we wanted to make sure that it was going to be an atmosphere where students can intentionally encounter Christ. And so we wanted to incorporate that even from the backstage stuff to front of house. We just wanted to make sure it was all according to his will. And it's free. Katana Thompson, uh, your, your energy and passion, I think, is uh, just the fact that you went there to see and all of a sudden you wanted to be a part of it. Mm-hmm. That's when people walk in the door. Uh, that's what they, they, they get. Josh Brewer, CEO Lifelight. Uh, this is your lifetime career. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I don't think I'm going anywhere anytime soon. Now. <laughs> We're, but we really, our whole team is pretty committed to the cause and I'm thankful for that. And the youth center, 420 Dakota Avenue. Uh, 420 South Duluth Avenue. South Duluth Avenue. I, I'm always close. Yeah, that's um, right. <laughs> it's within walking distance of quite a few things downtown. And uh, the uh, hours that you open. Yeah, 4 o'clock until 8 o'clock, Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday. And the concert at Sioux Falls Arena, May 7th. Yes. It's all on lifelight.org. Yes, mm-hmm. or zainitiative.com. All right. Josh Brewer, Katana Thompson, thank you for being with us on Absolutely. Yeah, thank it's you. It's always a great time.